What up, though, everybody? How y'all doing tonight? Tonight, it's all about the podcasters, the people who are putting their hard work into being storytellers and making sure that we support them in those journeys. That sound good? I will first introduce myself to uh, everyone in the crowd. Very appreciative to be here in a part of this event hosting on behalf of uh, Bamboo. My name is Denzel Turner. Uh, by day, I am a marketing professional. I've uh, been in marketing for over 10 years now. Uh, but the reason why I am here is that I am the host of the Black Fridays podcast. And a little bit, thank you, thank you, thank you. Appreciate that. A little bit of background on Black Fridays. So I graduated with my MBA from the University of Miami in the middle of the pandemic. I come back home, living with my big sister. She's right here, giving snacks to my big sister, Anjali. Housing me while I was homeless, I appreciate it. <laughs> So I wasn't back home for a long, came all the way from Florida, came back to Detroit, middle of the pandemic, not much going on, and then the George Floyd incident happens. And so the whole country is in civil unrest and it's a lot of things that's swirling around. For me personally, a lot of thoughts of, you know, what does it mean to be a black man in America? Is my life valued? All those type of things. And um, there was a call out, I remember on social media for Black Tuesday, and everybody was saying like, we're going to support nothing but Black-owned businesses on this Tuesday around this time of the George Floyd uh, killing or, or murder. And so I just had the idea of, you know, why do this one time and then just talk, play it on words, Black Fridays, why not be able to do this, uh, have this opportunity every week or monthly, whatever the case may be, whatever cadence, um, and then just play it with the term Black Friday. So I sat on it for a little bit. I moved out to uh, Seattle, Washington, um, where I was, I was working for a couple of years, but still in 2020, uh, decided that I have an amazing network of people who are super talented, that own businesses, that are creatives in their own right, and why not spotlight the things that they're doing in order to show how they're using their business in order to impact their community from a positive standpoint. So thank you, thank you, thank you. So hence started the Black Fridays podcast. It was first the Instagram live series and then transitioned that a year later on Black Friday of 2021 to a podcast to serve more businesses, tell more stories um, in that format. And um, a few people who have been on the show are here in the crowd. So if you've been on Black Friday's IG live podcast uh, video show, uh, raise your hand or, or make some noise. Appreciate y'all, and uh, it's just so much, so much dope talent I see in this room from the people that I do know, from the people I haven't uh, met yet. The fact that you even found out about this event, I'm sure that you have something, especially you as well, that you are working on or that you are working to create. So looking forward to being able to uh, hear more stories about the podcasts that we have here today. We have a great lineup uh, for you all. I have heard all, if not most, of these podcasts. So definitely in for a treat. We're gonna go ahead and kick this thing off uh, with one of the homies, also a podcast uh, guest of Black Fridays, a uh, friend of the show, a uh, friend of me, and a lot of people in this room. We're gonna give it up for Mr. Richard Winfrey of the Mental Matters Podcast. Thing working? Okay, yes, sir. What up, though? What up, though? So, Richard. Ken, what can you tell us about? Well, first, who is Richard? Child. Uh, first and foremost, if you know, what up, though? Uh, my name is Richard Winfrey. I was born and raised here in the city of Detroit, east side to start off. East side. West side. Oh, I got love for the west side, too. That's where I live at. 
But um, born and raised in the city, graduate of Wayne State University, have a bachelor's of science in mechanical engineering. Um, so engineer by day, um, and by night I'm a mental health advocate, and one of those things is a podcaster as well. So, so <clears throat> mental health, black man, definitely a stigma around that. And probably it's probably underutilized uh, as far as we go, and then just overall the the uh, history of it of you know having to be strong and present a, a strong front. What made you and your partner shout out to uh, Jarrell Mitchell, who is also co-host of Mental Matters podcast? What made you want to team up with him in order to start telling your experiences about? Because you all get pretty personal about your therapy journey, mental health experiences, stuff like that. What made you even go that route? Why? Why even talk about that on the microphone? So it actually started as a, a DM. Many great things start in DMs. Don't let me that. Um, I met my wife because of a DM, but anyway. Um, it started as a conversation about maybe we should have like a men's forum, a space where like uncles, fathers, fathers to be, OGs, et cetera, to have a conversation where we're very, very vulnerable about our things. And I saw Jarrell post a status in 2017, and I sent him a message I'm like, what if we, uh, made it into a podcast. I was totally joking. This was a total joke when I sent this message. But um, we met in 2017 about it. And um, April 15, 2018, we decided to put it on wax and make it a podcast. So. Nice. And they just celebrated 100 episodes. So you got to give it up for that. 100 episodes. 100 episodes of y'all getting together. Um, y'all under y'all record virtually. Coming up with different topics, figuring out different things to talk about, like what keeps you going in terms of wanting to share your experience. Because it's all about you and Jarrell. So, and then also you have guests that you interview from time to time as well. But what makes you keep going? Like why why even do this? So my biggest reason is because I know that I me mean, personally, um, I went through about a almost borderline depression. Um, I think it actually started in 2017. And you know, I was like, you know what, I gotta I gotta find a way to come myself where I'm out of this. And so, you know, after reaching out to the therapist, getting help myself, I realized that if I can use that help, there may be somebody else that may listen to this and say, you know what? That inspires me to tell my story. I think one of the biggest issues is that with black men, we're so afraid to talk about what we're going through because we don't want to look weak. We don't want to look less than a man, things of that nature. And so I said, if we start talking about it, we'll create that dialogue amongst the culture and so on and so forth. If it helps at least one person, that's what we're here for. So. For sure, for sure. And thinking about the 100 episodes that you've done thus far, if you had to tell these people in the room one episode to go listen to, what episode would it be? And give us the background on that episode. One? To start, to start. Okay. Yeah, because they're going to subscribe. Like, yeah, where, where should they start? I would always say start with episode one. Um, we started this podcast in 2018. I wanted to ultimately ask the question to everyone, why does your mental matter? And if you can answer that question, we automatically got a connection. Because I think that at least everybody in this room has a reason why their mental health matters to them. Whether it be for themselves, maybe that be for their families, for their kids, if you have kids, nieces, nephews, etc. So I would always say start episode one. Um, I would say one of my other favorite ones, and this is a shameless plug to a podcast you'll hear about later, um, shout out to ladies and shoots who STEM. Um, it was an episode called Young, Gifted, and Black. So we all met in engineering school at Wayne State. And we all have us, it's not just the engineering talent, but we all do all these other things from like 
mental health advocacy to um, being a realtor to working in tech to all these other different even entrepreneurial things so um, it's just the the gift and the curse of being young gifted and black so we open up about that gotcha and I'm curious have you all had a actually no so I was gonna ask you about a guest I want to we want to know about you what has your journey been like through the podcast from episode one to episode 100 Tell me about the Richard from episode one and the Richard versus the Richard. Besides having more shoes, he's a he's a Jordan brand athlete, so he has literally all of the Michael Jordan shoes that you can think of, Nike, all that. You got on Jordans too. I found these outside. <laughs> anyway, so the Richard from episode one to Richard now, I would say the biggest thing is. Definitely more intentional with my words. Um, I'm more likely to ask somebody how they're doing in that moment versus actually like, how are you doing, you good? Uh, how are you doing in that moment? Were you more intentional about asking how someone's actually doing without asking, are you okay? Because we're gonna lie and be like, cool, I'm chilling. It's yeah. like, no, you lying, like, come on, bro. Um, so there's that. Um, it definitely helped increase my network in terms of mental advocacy. So I work on many different committees for mental health now. And uh, just when you're intentional about your things, you find that there's so many people that are looking to you now. It's like, oh, you, you are, you're a counselor. I'm like, no, I'm not a counselor. Oh, you're a therapist. No, I'm not a therapist. I'm just a black man that went through something. Mm -hmm. And so that just ultimately helped increase like who I can talk to about certain things, getting those free counseling sessions, but not really. Um, <laughs> just in terms of you know being able to shoot ideas back and forth with actual licensed therapists, counselors, life coaches, etc. So it's definitely opened up a whole new arena for me. And um, yeah, I think that's probably the biggest part. Fire, fire. All right, next up we have Dr. Calvin Nello coming to the stage. Right. Put a little DR in front of my name. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor. What's up, everybody? Yeah, we go. <laughs> <laughs> How are you doing today? Good, Good to see you as always, man. What's up, brother, man? And uh, we we gotta make some noise for for Mr. Calvin Nellum because uh, what you got? Teacher of the year again? Yeah. Teacher of the year? Yeah, yeah. 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 Teacher of the year. National board certified. Hey, and, uh, yeah. The accolades keep coming. Yeah, absolutely. I love teaching. I love Detroit, which means I love you all. What's up, everybody? How y'all doing? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Calvin Nellum. I know he's going to introduce that. I'm yeah. from New Orleans, Louisiana. I got to practice that. Got it. Uh, yeah, there you go. Testing, testing, four, five, six. Yeah. All right. Um, and uh, the collab has really been like just uh, I'm shaking right now, right now, because I'm not from Detroit and um, I've been here for about seven years. And I can honestly tell you, like this brother, Denzel Jones, the collab, they have been family to me. Um, and there's a lot of people moving to the city and there's a lot of people moving to the city with a lot of wrong reasons. But I've been moving with the right reasons, but I don't know how to move in the right way. You know what I'm saying? And so having these brothers to teach me how to move in the right way, it just allowed me to just. I don't know, man. Would you say I'm a Detroiter yet? Am I a yeah, Detroiter yet? Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? All right, okay. Yeah. What up, dog? You want to do that, right? You did that. You did that. I'm serious, though, man. I love you. So tell us about the podcast. 
Yeah, man. So the podcast was actually stolen. So it wasn't, I didn't steal it, but like the name of it. So so I'm a teacher. So the name of my original podcast wasn't Calvin Nullum because you can't steal Calvin Nullum, but the original name of the podcast was called Teach Simple. And it was a podcast that was based off of the concept that simplicity is the ultimate sophistication, which means that, you know, if you can't explain something in a simple way, you don't know it. Mm-hmm. And I learned that uh, when I was at UVA, I was in an astrochemistry lab. And I was being taught by actual MacArthur genius. So if you know that there are actual wars that they give people the genius for, it's called a MacArthur scholar. And I asked him a really basic question, and I guarantee you, 30 minutes later, I had no, I didn't know what the hell I asked him. You know what I'm saying? Because no matter how many accolades you got, no matter how many PhDs you got, if you can't break it down to the layman, that's what Einstein said, you don't really know it. And so I really dedicated the podcast to really teaching concepts in a simplistic manner. And I really feel like, you know, when you do that, you're not dumbing it down. You actually are a master at it because you can explain it in multiple ways. And so I t- kind of took the Teach Simple and changed the Calvinella podcast where I'm keeping it real, I'm keeping it simple, but it's more vulnerable, more, you know more about me. Absolutely, absolutely. And as far as the guests that you have on there, I think that they all are kind of like unique in their own uh, right. How do you curate the guests that you have on your show? And then, well, I'll follow up with a question after that. Yeah, man, it's a vibe. You know, it's a vibe all the time, you know? And, you know, you have a lot of people that are just doing podcasts and using celebrities as clout and using that to get views. Which is fine, but that's just like fast food. You know what I'm saying? That's not that's not going to give you the nutrition. That's going to keep you alive. Like I try to get people to have real conversations. For example, my brother Jones, we did a conversation about uh, pretty much the gun trafficking and how pretty much how in the hell all these kids got these guns when ain't no gun manufacturer around in Detroit. How does that happen? You understand what I mean? And so we talk about those issues because you know it's authentic. And I honestly feel like just the conversations that I have are just honestly coming from the realness and I just really feel like that's just that's where it's at right now. A lot of people losing their jobs right now and it's really unfortunate, but I really feel like the experts, the real, the masters, those are the ones that's gonna be elevated right now. And I really feel like podcasting, that's where it's at right now, man. That's the million dollar prize right now, you know? So Absolutely. And part of your story we were talking about it earlier, like your setup and your equipment and all that type of stuff. How how did you teach yourself to go into that space in terms of like learning about media, learning about different yeah, cameras man. and audio, visual, like all that type of stuff. Ownership, you know, when you have ownership that gives you power, when you have power, you can move wherever you want. You know, you can edit, you can do videography, you know what I'm saying? All you got, all you need is YouTube um, and a credit card. And <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And you know, I paid off the credit card and I just did it every single day religiously. Every single week I did a podcast, no matter if it was good, no matter if it was virtual, no matter if it was in person, because I believe in the process is really where it's at versus the end result. And you'll find, like, you know, once you do it after the 50 episode, you're like, damn, I'm actually getting good at this, you know what I'm saying? And then that process is what people like. That process is what people attract to, that authenticity. And so just keeping it real, you know what I'm saying? But also, like, being competitive because everybody got podcasts now. So if you ain't got the top quality stuff, you know what I'm saying? You know what it is. So they're just trying to make sure I'm competing with no excuses. For sure, for hold sure. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. My boy, T'Challa right here, y'all. Yeah. You got a collection of them? Yeah, bro. I'm a, uh, I'm a, I'm a nerd in essence, dog. Um, and uh, yeah, man, that's why I'm a teacher. I'm a, I'm a kid at nature. But go ahead. I was going to ask you, how did your profession as a teacher help you or assist you in your podcast? I mean, it's a, it's a teacher podcast, you know what I'm saying? My mother was a teacher in the Orleans Public School Board. Shout out to all the teachers out there. 
for 40 years. And she taught me that, Calvin, if you want to be a teacher, you got to be more than a teacher. You got to be an educator, which is different, right? A teacher teaches science, teaches English. But an educator teaches you science, but also teaches you how, that, how to survive in the world. You know what I mean? They teach you like the aspect, they teach you criticality of it, they teach you how to identify with it. And so really, honestly, when I'm on my podcast, I'm really just teaching with no rules, with no barriers, you know, because when we get in the district, you know, we got a muzzle. When the podcast, you know, it's just really just me speaking liberation to people. Fire, fire. I'm trying, man. And what episode would you say, or conversation with a guest, stands out to you in your mind, and what's the, what's the background of that episode? So there's an Eight Black Hands podcast. You all gotta check this out. Eight Black Hands podcast. And it's a collection of three black intellectual educators who are literally believing in the 1%. If you don't know, there are 1% of the educators in America are black men. Raise your hand if you got a black male educator. That's because you live in Detroit. But, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That disparity, you know what I'm saying, is everywhere. And that's not just to say, you know, black men or black people benefit from black educators. Everyone benefit from all different types of education, specifically black educators. So there's one episode I did was with Brother L. Meckley um, from the Black Hand Podcast. And the name of the podcast is pretty much the Black Men Educator, how to be a vanguard in the, you know, how to be a vanguard in a classroom, you know? And what that means is pretty much like, you know, when you see racism, you just don't say, oh, that was racism, you go back to being racist. When you see racism, you call that shit out, you destroy it, and you keep it moving, right? You know, you, you do what's best for your people. And it's a really great podcast because it just really talks about how <sighs> we got enough basketball players, we got enough celebrities. What are fucking teachers at? You know what I mean? Right. Where they, they out there. You know what I'm saying? But are they getting the recognition they deserve? Are they getting the billboards they deserve? Are they getting the payments that they deserve? I work every single day for my kids like they are my kids, bro. You can't tell them down I love my kids. Mm. You know what I mean? And so being a vanguard in the classroom, you're not only, you know what I'm saying, just helping kids out and like, you know, being opposite, but you like filling the damn void, bro. Mm-hmm. Jones and Let's Talk About It podcast. Leon, what up, though? What's up, man? How you doing? How's everybody doing? Good. Good, good. So, Leon, we met when uh, I had the opportunity to come and speak to some of your students, a part of the uh, nonprofit organization, the program that's worked with, working with young men, and uh, just being able to see the work that y'all do with them firsthand was definitely uh, influential. And I know that, uh, correct me if I'm mistaken, but let's talk about it in the podcast. Did it start before you started that role, or was it that role kind of influence the podcast and how you got it going? Um, it definitely started before. So originally, um, uh, hopefully my guys don't chew me out when they see this, but uh, <laughs> my two other homeboys that I've been knowing since like sixth grade, we were talking in our group chat on Snapchat, and we were talking about something. I really don't even remember what we were talking about. And I was like, y'all, we should start a podcast. Like, cause all the stuff we talk about in here, man, it'll be dope. And it was like, yeah, we want to do it. And then eventually, you know, people stopped showing up. And I was like, I'm just gonna do my own thing. And so like, I was a real big fan of podcasting. Like for those who don't know, this podcast called All The Smoke with Steven Jackson yeah. and Matt Barnes. Yeah. Like that was one of the first podcasts that I listened to that was like so dope to me. And they were just vibing, they weren't like, how you see a lot of NBA players and athletes have to be on ESPN or whatever. They were just themselves. And so me, I've always been a person who's wanted to help people, whether it's through me speaking, me like doing something, whatever the case may be. 
And so I was like, my teacher, she always told me, she told me something so crazy, I really had to think about it. And I agreed with her. Like I was a class clown. She put me to the side one day. She was like, you know, you talk so much, you don't even know that you're talking. I was like, wow, that's kind of crazy. But like, and my auntie always caused me the social butterfly. So me, I've been a big advocate of using my voice because you know, like I was telling somebody earlier, like if Kanye does something and I say, well, you know, I rock with Kanye, but I don't like what he did. A lot of people are gonna cancel me because of how they feel about Kanye. So that a lot of times forces people to feel like they can't speak up or they can't say how they feel. So me, with my podcast, my intention was not to only use my voice, but allow others who have something that they wanna say who feel like they can't get it out, they can come on my platform and do that. So, so, and why go that route versus like, you know, you have some of the more, um, I don't even know the word, but the word that comes to mind is salacious, but like, you know, those type of podcasts out there where I'm an alpha man, I'm an alpha woman, like all that type of stuff. Why go that route in terms of being able to, you know, try to sit down, actually have a conversation, get to the root of the matter versus, you know, being more, uh, not more entertaining because your show is entertaining, I listen to it, but like going that route, that pop culture route, I should say. Because you kind of answered it to, certain, to a certain degree because I don't want to be that guy who's like, oh, this is how it goes and y'all got to listen to me. Because typically those people, they don't really get anywhere. But when we sit down and have a conversation like we are now, we understand like, oh, this is how Denzel feels. This is how Leon feels. Or whoever the conversation is amongst. So, and I feel like when you sit and talk about something versus saying, this is the way, because there's multiple ways we can fix a problem. It's not just, oh, this is the concrete way. A lot of people like, again, compared to basketball, it's like, oh, LeBron isn't good if he makes the right pass. But if he takes the shot, it's like, oh man, why you miss? Like, like people don't miss, like he's not human. It's like, oh, Michael Jordan would have never done that. But it's like, I'm a Jordan fan and I don't subscribe to that because it's like, if he made the right pass, then he did what he was supposed to do. There's multiple ways that you can win because just because he's not, six and all in the finals doesn't mean he's not successful. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, he still got championships. He got MVPs because he did it the way that he needed to do it. So I think that's the same way when you're talking about problem solving, when you're talking about mental health or whatever the case or the topic may be, I don't feel like I have all the answers and I don't always need to be the one, even if it's my platform talking because I can learn from you. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then where do you see Let's Talk About It being in the future? Because you've had guests on there, uh, they um, are more than willing to be open about their experiences and the things that they do. Where do you kind of, how do you want to elevate that? Where, where do you see it going in the future? I definitely see myself in a place like this where I have my own setup or I'm leasing out of somebody's building, you know, being able to have cameras around and record it. Because if you guys don't know, I do my podcast on Instagram. And like the thing that bugs me a lot is like, oh man, when I look back at it, I want to upload the full thing of you seeing the actual podcast, like seeing my face, but it's like the internet connection right. and all of that. So I, mm -hmm. you know, have to do it to where I just upload the sound. So I definitely see myself for sure in a facility or a building, just chopping it up or flying out like to my friends' places or where they work at or bringing them along with me just talking about different things because I feel like at the end of the day, I think a lot of us wait on the next Martin Luther King or the next, you know, Barack Obama or the next Jalen Rose when 
we have something inside of us that can provide that for our own community. So I definitely, I really love podcasting, not just because, oh, I got my own podcast, because I had to ask myself, like, because like you said, podcasting is the new thing now. So it's like people creating a podcast just to talk about buildings downtown in Detroit. You know what I'm saying? Right. So you have to, I had to really sit with myself and like, man, do you do this because you want to just have a podcast and say you got one? Or do you, you have to check yourself? Because a lot of times you'll be doing stuff because it's like, oh, this is the norm or this is what everybody's doing. And then you just on there just talking and you really not enthusiastic about it. But me, I love it. I, I want to be a voice for my community, my friends, my family, and even people that don't really know me. So. You know, I definitely see myself in a building, you know, helping out and just provide for my community. Because we all have a voice and we all have a story that can be a solution to somebody's problem. Yeah. Give it up for Elena. Yeah. So Elena, what's going on? How are you today? I'm good. How about yourself? I'm doing well. Good to see you. And um, you are familiar with uh, another one of our presenters today, right? Which one? You, you're married to one of them. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that can go so many ways. Right. <laughs> I know him. <laughs> <laughs> you can see a vibe of our relationship, right? So I'm curious, who, who started podcasting first? Well, I think we had the idea first, but they executed first. Gotcha. Okay. And then you and your crew, because you're, it's you and then two other ladies on the podcast, She Too STEM, how did that come about? Where did that come from? So um, we all met at engineering schools, myself, Jessica, and Kayla. Um, I'm industrial engineering, Kayla is electrical, and Jessica is software. Um, so when I worked at Chrysler and I worked in a plant, stuff will always be happening to me. And I would be in a group chat going off. Especially at Chrysler. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So then one day I was like, um, we need to talk about this because yeah. only 2% of engineers in our country are, well, in the world, are black women. So it's like a very small subset, and we have the experience of the intersection of being an engineer in a male-dominated field, but also in a field that is dominated by white men. So um, the things we would experience, we had conversations to kind of create that community um, amongst black women across the world, but also to make it easier for the next generation of black women in STEM. So we tell stories across the quote-unquote STEM diaspora. Love it, love it. So from that perspective, given your, your experience in um, being a, a black woman in that field and then having your homegirls to share those experiences with, how deep do y'all go into those on the show? And what are some of the topics that you cover? Okay, so when we talk to our guests, um, we always tell them it's a homegirl chat. So we are engineers, but we are from Detroit, so it can be a little ghetto, but I think it shows the complexity of being a black woman. We don't have to stick to being professional and straighten our hair and those things. Like I work in a plant right now, I work in construction and people swear across the room and I'm like, who the fuck are you talking to? So, um, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, it creates 
a sense of I can explain something to my friends and I don't have to go into death and I don't have to be questioned about it and I'm believed. Um, but also, when we doubt ourselves, it's having that community of people to uplift you, like, girl, you're not crazy. Or, yeah, go ask for that money. So we not only tell those stories, but also we help other people navigate. So, you know, helping people and how do you ask for a raise? or you know the different careers you can go into so we've had people who are engineers but now they work in healthcare and they do engineering for hospitals or they may do you know design in these other careers that we are traditionally not taught in school as well as black people we are not offered absolutely for you all to be engineers in your own right and working in different industries how do you all kind of like be able to have the same mindset around podcasting? Like you don't have to do this. Like you, you could be doing whatever you want with your time when you get done with work and people swearing and you cussing them out too because they don't know that, where you're from in Detroit. But how do y'all kind of keep the mindset of we got to share these stories and we got to we got to get this information out, create the space for these women? How do y'all how do y'all keep that energy towards podcasting? I think the major energy is it's our opportunity to have friend time. So I was here discussing earlier when we started the podcast, we were all here. Kayla moved to Utah because she got a ball and offer. And I'm like, girl, you better go out there with some people. Um, so it's our opportunity to only to not only tell those stories, but to check in with one another. So our most recent episode or episode that's coming out next week, I'm telling about the experience of me quitting my job. So I'll be quitting my job on July 31st. Um, but it's a whole story behind it. So it was me having a big session and Kayla listening to my event session, but also giving me her feedback. So it's a balance between having our guests and interviewing people and listening to their stories and getting information from trusted sources, but also an opportunity for us to grow in our friendship. Mm -hmm. You know, a wise person once said, fuck that job. <laughs> that person was probably me. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. So what's what's next? What's on the horizon for, for you all? How do you want to keep this thing going and, and sharing these wonderful stories around STEM and black women? Um, what's next for us is to continue to tell stories, to continue to find interesting stories and to build that community. It's always something new going on, something interesting going on that kind of keeps us going. Um, but our lives have changed so much since we started the podcast. Like now Jacika is a mommy. So that's new. So she's been a little off the grid, but that's understandable. You know, Kayla is in Utah. You know, me and Richard bought a house during COVID. So all these things have been occurring and it just kind of helps the story expand. But we kind of try to make as much time as possible because we know it's necessary. So it's not 100% just because of us. It's just that we know it's needed. Absolutely. I agree 100% because outside of maybe like a space like Disney and some other select organizations, I don't think that black women, especially who are in STEM related fields, especially engineering, like have those kind of like cohorts in order to uh, have those chats, those circles. So uh, definitely dope that y'all all decided to, to do that. It's an excuse for you all to get together, but the experiences that you share, and I'm sure are helping other young ladies out there as well. So definitely keep going. But you're doing this podcast or storytelling event and not have the podcast guy himself, <laughs> Mr. JG, Mr. Audio Wave, pull up and share a few words. Oh, no, I ain't the podcast guy. I'm just the guy who got a podcast. <laughs> How y'all doing today? 
uh, I was cooking dinner before I got here. So, <laughs> uh, uh, chicken, tikka masala, vibes. How y'all doing? You all right today? Good, good. So, you got no fancy slide? No, you ain't got no slide, man. Unfortunately, you just gotta, you gotta rock with the, yeah, the background. <laughs> you don't need no slides. You don't need no slides. So, Jay, founder, creator of Audio Wave, and then also co-founder um, and host of the NWP yeah. podcast. You all have been at it for quite some time. How long has NWP uh, been around? Seven years next week? Congratulations. Congratulations. Seven years. Um, um, podcasting has changed. Um, it's it's like you don't have a video, you don't have a podcast. So I, I grew up in a time where we were recording um, really just off of a camcorder. It was a camcorder with like a lens over it because we didn't need the video. We just only wanted the audio because that's what podcasting was. Nowadays, that's that's the whole podcast. Take the lens off. So all right, yeah. So <clears throat> what got you into podcasting and why continue to stay with it for so long? Bring it, like you said, it's changed so much. Uh, absolutely. I I graduated from the Church School of Arts. I don't know if anybody out here got DSA. You want DSA? All right, bet. So I graduated from DSA, and I was a, a film and television major. So, um, kind of kind of like that that same phrase. Talk too much. I talk too much. I always wanted to be in front of a camera, a microphone, or something, but also behind. So, um, I actually got sick uh, in two thousand and. 15, I got sick and was stuck at home. So my friends would come over and might be playing video games or something, but I would be listening to podcasts. So a buddy of mine was like, we could do this. Like, what are you listening to? Like, this is not even good. So um, fast forward, we did it. And it, it became quite successful. Um, and then the network piece of it, um, we were in the basement. We were, in, we were in my friend Brandon's basement and a lot of it, um, his wife started getting upset because it was Friday nights, every Friday, like, y'all you know how I can get, you know, we having fun, you know, and we were having guests over, and it was just like, this is his house, like, this is his his home, so she kicked us out, um, but at that time, we were getting sponsors, so, like, the basement was full, <laughs> you gotta go, you gotta go, <laughs> So we were getting sponsors, so it was like a lot of product endorsements. So their basement looked like a Costco, like those energy drinks to the ceiling, like flushable wipes. Like we were just getting random sponsors, and I was just like, all right, well maybe I can just kind of take these talents and give them to other people, like creating shows and navigating sponsorship deals, and you know, building like a sustainable platform for people. So. We, we moved out and uh, she, shout out to her, she bought Star Liza, so yeah. there you go. Push you to where you are now. Absolutely, absolutely. I love it. So speaking of the sponsorship deals, mm -hmm. a conversation we had had like over a year ago, just as far as me trying to understand how I would have the opportunity to monetize my podcast, which I haven't, I haven't implemented just yet, um, but been able to um, use some, utilize some of those ideas to kind of further the brand and, and the name. Do you have any tips for all the podcasters in the room? Like if people, some people may just be doing it for the, the pure art of it, but if you are looking to turn it into something monetary, what, it's, what's the it's, tips? It's easy money, it's easy money. Think about anybody you know with a business, like anybody you know with a business. It could be hair, it could be, they're trying to launch a clothing line, it could be, not, not leaving businesses because you want to keep it open. 
it, really anything. Like everybody has a friend or someone they know that owns a business or has a startup or trying to get their name out there. All it is is, hey, give me $50, I'll run an ad on this show for you for a whole month. You'd be like, all right, here you go. And it's just like, that's your first sponsor. And then the thing about sponsorships is, once you prove that it works, which I call your buying power, like if I'm giving, if I say, uh, all right, use this code Black Podcast to get a free studio session. If I can get 40 people to do that, I'm gonna go to the next company, hey look, I got 40 people to use this promo code and y'all do the same thing as this business, so how about this? You give me $150 because it already works. Like I didn't prove that it worked before. So it's just, it's hustling. <laughs> y'all know how to hustle? Like no, no, y'all knew, like y'all true to this for real. So it's just like literally look at who can I get money from? Like, but in a fair way, like a fair exchange. And then it's just elevate and level up every single time. I just really got a, a teacher podcast. I think you're part of BMEA, right? Yep. I'm calling them like, hey, I, I know y'all got a, a fellowship launching. Give me a hundred dollars. I'm running an ad on it this month. Because it's like, it's family, it's people. Like people that you're familiar with, they're gonna pay you because they support your dreams and you supporting theirs. Fire, fire. And <clears throat> I think a couple people talked about, or at least I might I might be the second person uh, who kind of talked about it earlier mm -hmm. about being able to curate your own space in the future from a media standpoint. Can you talk to us a little bit about your journey and what that has looked like for you? Man, uh, pandemic almost took me out of the game. Like I was, it was like, all right, I'm just gonna leave. Like, I'm just gonna go. Like the pandemic came, I was at a podcast festival in Orlando, like a million people were here. So I'm just sitting there like, yep, I got it. It's over for me, but like just business-wise, when you have a physical space and a lot of things that I I like hung my hat on or look forward to were tied to physical camaraderie. Like my network is built on family. Like we we outside together. If you, like you on the network and you need help moving, call me. Like what's up? Like I'm pulling up. So a lot of what gave me energy and motivation to go was was that. So um, I had to pivot. I had to pivot to learn a virtual space. I had to pivot to learn how to um, not only utilize the space, but build that community and family however I find it. So um, curating the space is, it's challenging. I ain't gonna lie. Everybody needs something different. This person might need drapes. This person need cameras. This person may need nothing but a single chair and a low light. It's like, like, I don't know I got that. But, but it's always like I'm always evolving, always looking out for people and just trying to grow grow shows. Most definitely. So I wanna give a two more boys to everybody who came up and presented. Make sure that you go and tap in with all of their podcasts. Make sure that you go and listen, subscribe to the Black Fridays podcast. You can find me at blackfridayspod.com and then also Instagram at blackfridayspodcast. And then also at Denzel Turner, Denzel spelled with, with two L's. So shout out to y'all.